0: about a uh, week about a week week and a half ago we uh we were here at worship team practice and we gather every Thursday in preparation for Sunday and about a week week and a half ago uh, I asked the worship team I said why why even do a christmas eve service I mean it's a really busy time you know I mean in fact if we said we weren't having one my guess is some people would go whoo Uh all right. Uh, all right. And and so <laughs> right, Glenn. <laughs> right? And <laughs> and and it it's an interesting question, uh, you know, and and there was a variety of answers given. One was tradition. Right, well, it's tradition. You have to. Don't you? Right? Well, we always have one. Don't we? Right, and 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 we talked a bit, and, and you know why. And 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 if you think about it, uh, it, it's a real question even for for each of us. Why why are we here? You could be a lot of other places. Well, this is my job. That's why I'm here. But anyway, just <laughs> kidding. Anyway. Um, what if you think about it? I mean, you probably could be at home doing something in preparation for tomorrow or for something later this evening. But you chose. I chose, yes, I chose to be here, right? We chose to be there, and, and sometimes the, the, the meaning or the impact or the power of a gathering is that we're all kind of on the same page about why we're even here. Why we're even here, because that makes our time together meaningful. Because my guess is if this was sort of tradition and you're just sort of, because you have to, but you really are waiting until 8 o'clock because that's when you've got to go get on with the presents and whatever you're doing later and this is just a filler that you're going this is going to be radically different than someone who comes uh, for the reason and, and 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 we've talked as a worship team and, and someone said well it's the birth of Jesus that's why we have a christmas Eve service and and that led into a wonderful discussion about not just the birth of Jesus but the implications of the birth of Jesus see oftentimes uh, if we get real familiar with church dumb, and we go to Christmas Eve service or you go to, you know, some traditions have Christmas Day services. And so if I say, hey, what's Christmas about? The birth of Jesus. Okay. Yeah. But what's the birth of Jesus about? Let's just go a couple of steps further. Well, what's the birth of Jesus about? Yeah, right? Well, then there's salvation, and suddenly it talks about salvation, and we talk about sin, and we talk about grace, and we talk about mercy and forgiveness. And suddenly Christmas is launched by the birth of Jesus into incredible spiritual truths. Amen? And so, uh, what I wanted to do this evening was kind of help us gather ourselves, and, and really, before we look at a couple verses, is really sometimes we can appreciate a spiritual truth or even a spiritual event uh, spoken of in the Bible if we put it in perspective. Meaning, Christmas, if you look at it in perspective, if you, if you pull out and look at God's timeline and God's plan, Christmas is very strategic. We believe in the timeline of Earth's history, Jesus was an actual historical figure, not myth, not legend, right? He was an actual historical figure that had a literal physical birth. Now, there's, there's question about whether it was re- really December 25th, if you, if you know that, right? There's, that's not a definitive date, but it's just the date the church has landed on to celebrate it. But we know, we believe, history shows that he was a literal historical figure with a literal physical birth. And so, although the exact date may not be known, that's okay. And so that literal physical birth of Emmanuel, God with us, has huge implications, and and sometimes to appreciate it, we have to look back and understand what God did in leading us to what we celebrate this evening. So that's what this video is about, kind of helping us just to take a deep breath and look at Christmas in light of God's plan of salvation and what God has been doing all the way back from Genesis 1-1. Isn't it amazing when you see Christmas all the way back as part of God's plan, all the way back to Genesis 1-1. And, and, and then sometimes we, we get to Christmas and we forget that the story's not over, that that, that that painting could continue all the way to the book of Revelation, and it would be just as incredible to see. And so, so sometimes in, in the season it's really challenging, and it's a choice we have to make to stay focused Keeping the main thing the main thing, right? And and sometimes even in the the midst of nice and good Christmas traditions, we can get sort of lost and, and start getting overwhelmed. Anyone feel overwhelmed a little bit the last couple of weeks? Anxious, stressed. The Earl's like, Nah, I'm good. No, I'm I'm good, right? Even with all the good things we plan, we we do a movie night. We ride around the city looking at. Lights on bikes. We go caroling and have a great time at Continuing Care. And sometimes you're like, "Ah, oh, I'm just tired," right? And so, even in the midst of all the traditions and ministry of Christmas, we have to choose to stay focused. and And one area that, that in particular that, that is a challenge is this area of gift giving. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Everyone's been ah, there. Goes the oh, I'm redlining again. He said, "Gift giving." right and and even in this desire you know this tradition of gift giving it's really interesting if you try to say okay lord help me to keep my heart right with gift giving right cuz we we've seen as a church family in in December right romans 12:2 do not be conformed to the pattern of the world and and then comes christmas with all the tradition of gift giving and you go is that even in the bible no not really and well what about the Three guys that went to see Jesus. Yeah, they gave Jesus gifts. The three guys didn't exchange gifts. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And in fact, that tradition is still continues today in that part of the world. When you would go into the presence of royalty, you bring gifts. That's, that's what that was. So that, that, that's historically correct. The idea of us giving gifts... Uh, to each other in honor of Jesus' birthday, honestly, is a a tradition carried over from a non-Christian winter uh, celebration. Okay, not to freak you out, not to bum you out, because this is not an anti-gift message, but just so you know, just so you know, there was a tradition, a winter solstice tradition where gift-giving was part of this winter solstice celebration. And when the church became official, they sort of brought in that gift-giving tradition to kind of placate the general population. And so this idea of, hey, it's Jesus' birthday. Would you get me? Right? Imagine going to Chuck E. Cheese. Hey, we're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese and celebrate Ernie's birthday, but we're all giving each other gifts. Right? And... and, and... Right? So, so, so this idea of gift-giving, can if we're not careful, we can get so consumed by this gift-giving that it becomes a burden. It becomes works and duty and stress, and it can even become self, really self-centered. I hope that she likes what I gave her, because then I'll feel good. So here's a gift, but it's really about me. Isn't it? See how twisted we can get it, even with gift giving? Right? And then all this pressure. I gave you this last year now. i got to outdo last year's, or she might be this, you know, and all of this. And, and as parents, right, when our kids are younger, it's kind of easier. Then they hit the teen years, and the lists appear, <laughs> which is fine, right? Because they develop specific preferences, and so you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But this gift giving, this, this, this world tradition that comes in that can really knock us off track. This year, from Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday, right? So Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday, it's reported 15 about $15 billion were spent on that weekend, right? The National Retail Federation estimates that for November and December of this year, Just November and December, retail sales, $630 billion. 19% of the annual retail sales for the whole year. November and December, $630 billion in two months to give gifts to each other because it's Jesus' birthday. Right? That's okay. I mean, I give gifts. And when you know it, it, it's a, it's an interesting thing because when you raise kids and you're and you're trying to stay focused on Jesus and and you we still celebrate the you know I have five kids and you know tradition you know we leave here and and before the end of tonight all the gifts will be open, right? And so it's says okay how do we keep the main thing the main thing? And and it's really interesting. I'm like hey Lord so where can we get perspective on this gift on gifting right? And and just like. The birth itself, there's a perspective when we look in the timeline of Earth's history. I was thinking about in and, and this morning actually, these verses came to me in James. He says this, book of James 1.17. It says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. So here's some perspective, right? So November and December, everyone goes crazy. $630 billion is spent in two months because we emphasize gift-giving for the Christmas season. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift, year-round, 24-7, 365. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And so I spent the day and I'm like, okay, now I can put gifts and giving in a bigger perspective. That every day God wants to bless you with good gifts. Because we saw this fall as a church family that God is all the time and all the time God is good, right? It's His nature. It's not just that He does good things, but in His intrinsic, His The baseline character and nature of God is what? Goodness. So you think about it. God in His goodness only gives good things. All the time. All the time. And so here's the thing. When you think about gifts, not just for Christmas but year-round, you can relate that and trigger you right back to remind you of God's goodness. God's goodness. And so suddenly we're not just focused on the material things that we're going to exchange tonight or tomorrow. I see the gifts now as like, oh yeah, wait, every good and perfect gift comes from a very good and perfect Father, Amen, who doesn't change, who doesn't change in His goodness. Think about this. We 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 spoke about this, right? Taste and see that the Lord is good, right? Imagine this. I mean, it's, it's not imagine, but it's it's the truth. God is good, and all the time, so all the time God desires your good. See when you see your presence tonight, what I want you to think about is that that present's going to be opened, wrapping paper is going to get tossed, you're going to play with it for a little bit, and then who's ever broken a present before the night was over? you're like. Right? Who here has lost a present within a day or two? Like, where did it go? How many have ever been bummed when you lose the gift card? Oh man! Anyone? Did it get thrown away? Right? Things happen to the material presents we're going to exchange. But the good news is God doesn't change, and we can see the gifts that you're going to receive just as a, just as a huge reminder when you see. All the gifts under your trees, if you have them, I want you to think of God's goodness. That He is good. Every good and perfect gift is from above. It means He's good and then all the gifts that He gives us are always good. And it says coming down, which is constant. It's a present tense. He is constantly desiring to give you good things. Remember we talked about that. What is it like to know that the God of the universe, because you're his son or daughter, the God of the universe is in your corner constantly saying, I want your good, I want your good, I want your good. Who, who can get behind that? Right? Right? The God of the universe is a good God who constantly wants your good. And James 1.17 pulls it all the way back, not just for Christmas season. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of Heaven who doesn't change. He is constantly desiring to give his children good, 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 good. And that's a wonderful reminder as we go and we see the gifts that we have. And it puts it in perspective. It puts it in perspective. It takes it off of the eyes off of ourself, and it goes right up this way. It goes right this way. Oh, okay. I see this. Thank you, God. Thank you that you're a good God. And then he says this He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. He chose to give us birth, right? We talked about the new birth. And that's the importance of Jesus. John says, right? Yet to all who received Him, He gave the right to become children of God. And so tonight. He offers that gift once again, like He always does, the gift of salvation. Ephesians says we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest anyone should boast. It's a gift of God. And so this good and perfect God offers everybody 24-7 the incredible, perfect, and good gift of salvation. And all you've got to do is receive it by faith in Christ. Amen. And then that launches you into this New Covenant relationship with Him, where as His child, as His son and daughter, He's saying, Brenda, I want your good. I want your good. I want your good. In fact, we saw in Romans 8.28, all things work for the good. Isn't that an incredible promise? There's a good God who desires your good, and no matter what happens in your life, it will always work for your good. That's a pretty good gift. A pretty good gift, and so this evening, just take the time. We're gonna we're going to um, celebrate communion together, and, and communion is something that we do here uh, every week. Tonight we're going to distribute the cups to you. There'll be two cups stacked together. And here's my encouragement: we we don't just do communion because we feel like we have to. It's really an opportunity to carve out a little personal time, even in the midst of. Service. And as you hold these cups this evening on this Christmas Eve, my prayer is that you'll just just close your eyes and just be reminded of God's goodness. That every good and perfect gift comes from a good and perfect God. And He's desiring your good all the time. All the time. And if you haven't received His gift of salvation, you can do that tonight. That is the most incredible gift you could ever receive. Because then the birth of Jesus, you understand, moves forward into eternity that way. Because you have eternity in heaven. And then every day, you have this new relationship where you're being transformed. Every day. So this evening, we're going to uh, sing a song. Dan, you can come on up. And I just encourage you, you can hold the cups. We'll take communion uh, once everyone's been uh, served. Just use this time to reflect on the goodness of God. Lord, thank You for Your goodness. And we're reminded in James 1.17 that every good and perfect gift comes from You. And You don't change. And as we prepare to celebrate communion, Jesus, You said to do this in remembrance of You. So on this Christmas Eve, Jesus, we remember that you literally, physically were born in the timeline of earth's history. And Jesus, we look forward to Easter when we celebrate your literal resurrection. But tonight, we gather to celebrate your birth, Jesus. A birth that is part of God's eternal plan of salvation. And my prayer even for one person here this evening who has never received your gift of salvation, that they would simply put their faith in Jesus as their Savior and Lord. They would believe in their hearts in the best way they know how that Jesus died for them and rose from the dead and paid the penalty that they could never pay. They're saved by grace through faith. Simply put your faith in Jesus and receive the gift of salvation. And for those of us who are saved, Your children, Father, as we hold these cups, may we be reminded of Your great love. May we be reminded of Your goodness. And that You desire to give us good and perfect gifts year-round if we will simply walk by faith and trust You. Walk in the Holy Spirit in obedience. So, Father, now we... uh, Just give this time of communion, just a time of quiet reflection, just to quiet our hearts in the busyness of this week, busyness of what lies ahead. We just want to carve out this personal time to reflect on your goodness.